You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa, what up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast with your boy, Al Mega. Thank you one and all for tuning in today. Today, I have a guest that is actually a return guest on my Comic Crusaders Geek Fest special. He had this awesome movie on the indie circuit. And guess what? He's here today to talk about amazing updates that has happened with this amazing film. It's called Sundown Trail. I mean, I love it. Let me introduce the one, the only, the multi-talented, Mr. Luke Duduchi. Oh, I think I probably killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Luchi, yeah, perfect. <laughs> that's it, boy. That's a rap name. You're done, but I'm gonna call you Luchi forever. Uh, big homie, thank you for coming back, you know, and hanging out with me on my podcast now, as opposed to a special, so the rest of the world to get to know you, uh, you know, my listening community. That awesome movie that is Sundown, you know, and, and get to know where to check it out now because you, you, you. I love that email, Al. The movie found a home. Yeah. I was like, yo, I was smiling ear to ear because, again, you know, I'm a fan of the film. I, I, I dug the shit out of it. Rewatched it again recently. I'm like, yeah, it's still here. This is a fun movie. So, Luke, you know, just for our, our new listeners out there, let them know, like, you know, who are you, where are you from, and how you even got into this whole game. Yeah, thanks. Well, first, thanks for having me back, Al. It's uh Good to see you again. Glad to hear things are going well down. Yo, cheers to you, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coffee cheers. Coffee cheers. Hey, man. Caffeine is good too, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my name's Luke Giudici. I'm a filmmaker. I wrote and direct, wrote and directed this film called Sundown Trail. I also edited the film. Um, my day job, I'm a film editor. So I work in TV and movies. Mostly okay. for the last few years, I've been working on animated shows that's kind of been my bread and butter puts a roof over my head and lets me do uh lets me do short films because as i'm sure a lot of your audience knows not a lot of money in short films and uh gotta pay the bills somehow so i'm I'm lucky enough to get to do that by you know working in the same in the same field and really being able to you know hone my craft every day when i'm at my job so any shows that our fans are familiar with that you've that you've touched that have, have gotten the grace of Luke G? Yeah, um, yeah, probably uh, probably a few. Um, I've worked in a lot of children's animation, so uh, I did a, a Land Before Time movie that came out uh, five or six years ago. Um, oh, okay. It was Land Before Time fourteen. Uh, I had no wow. idea they had made that many 14? of them. Wow, yeah. you're blowing my mind. Fourteen flicks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, That's a big number. Um, yeah, most of them uh, probably probably can skip unless you know unless you got the kids. I'm sure they're they're you know they're wholesome kid kid friendly entertainment. Um, and then I uh, I did a show or a, another uh, movie called Curious George um, that came out on last last fall on Peacock. It was Curious okay. George uh, go go west go wild. It was kind of Curious George meets a western. All right. Uh, that was pretty fun. And then on the more like adult side of animation, I did a sh- I did an episode of Community called GI oh. Jeff, which was really cool because we did the entire episode of Community in the style of a GI Joe. 
episode. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was great. And so they, they, it was licensed. So they were able to use all the actual characters oh, from C.I. Joe. Yeah. Fire. But they took like a, you know, they took a funny, like more adult take on it. One of the first things that happens is Destro is starting. This isn't a spoiler because it happens in like yeah. the first 30 seconds. Destro is like trying to get away. And, um, Jeff, the main character from community, uh, I'm spacing on the actor's name. He's, he's really yeah. tall. Um, but he, uh, he's in the episode as a GI Joe character and the, the Joes are like, Oh, well, Destro looks like he's getting away. And Jeff is like, not necessarily. And he goes, and he shoots Destro's parachute. Yeah. And then Destro like plummets to his death. <laughs> and all of the G.I. Joes are just like, ah, like mouth agape because no one ever dies in the G.I. Joe episodes. Like, the bad guys always escape. You killed one of us. Yeah. And that I was feel bad for my enemy. <laughs> yeah. And that, that cracked me up so much. I, I just, when we were, when we were working on it, I just tried to stretch out the fall, like where he was falling, like on screen as long as possible because I thought it was so hilarious. Like yeah. that Wally Coyote joint, like, oh my God, is yeah. he really going to die? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got uh, sick. I love it. Yeah, and then I did a show called um, uh, Harmon Quest, which was uh, like a Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons live session that then we animated parts of their adventures. So you got to see the players as the characters they're playing in the D and D world, and that was that was real fun too because there was a lot of um, you know, it was really, it was super playful, lots of monsters and spells, and then just also just really like wacky oddball humor that you get from improv. And especially, you know, if you have talented improvers playing D&D, you get a lot of like really interesting, fun situations. So that was a good show. So those are, those are a few of the things that I've, that I've worked on in my day job. Um, but, you know, what I really love is that I love, I love genre film. Like I love, you know, films like Willow and Star Wars were classic. Willow is classic. I was a big fan of Willow. Like it took me into my adult age to appreciate Star Wars more. Not yeah. as a kid, which is funny enough, because I was a big horror fan and action fan. You know, so the sci-fi wasn't really up my alley until I started getting into like Predator and you know stuff okay. like that. You know what I mean? What was it? The 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 unknown. Um, what was, what was this other joint? What about some alien virus where the dude's also like an alien cop? Oh man, I forget the name of that. Species? No, no not, not species. It was something, it was an 80s movie. Oh. Yeah. And it was like an alien cop too. Not alien nation. It was something else. It was really cool though. I mean, that's when I started really getting on the sci-fi because movies like that. And of course the thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yo. Yeah. That's Legend. I saw that as a babe, as 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 a kiddo, and my parents were like, "You shouldn't be watching this." That was the yeah. only one. They let me see The Exorcist. Took me to see Hell Night, but that was the one they had a problem with because they really? saw the the the, uh, the dog with the human head. Remember uh-huh. that scene? Yeah. Then, oh my god, what is this? You shouldn't be watching this. But but they, they didn't stop me. <laughs> Man, the Exorcist scared me as an adult. Like that was a I kind of imagine seeing that as a Man, kid. You know, to embarrass my brother-in-law, we when the uh, when they did that redid video, you know, movie, the, the kind of HD upgrade that added mm-hmm. some additional scenes, we had this kid watching it in the living room, lights off, and my wife had this crazy Halloween mask, so she said, I'll be right back. <laughs> she, she tells her brother, I'm going to go change. So, you know, so he goes, sure, sure. 
He's watching the movie. So she goes over there, wears this mask, and comes crawling into the room. During the scene where she's stabbing herself with the cross. Oh, jeez. Yo, this kid, <laughs> he is at this time about 22 years old, is screaming like a little child. And then he grabs the hair of the mask and just screaming, doing nothing but screaming. You know, that my wife wants up taking it off and stands up and he's there holding the head of the mask, you know, the mask, still screaming and we're in tears. And also, mind you, we, we, we did, you know, probably smoke. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. we wanted to be assholes. And so, you know, the, the laughter was even harder, which made him feel even worse. <laughs> he was like, shut this shit off. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I can't sleep. <laughs> Man, that's that's funny. That that would be a good prank now for uh, you know TikTok or whatever. Oh, let me tell you, I wish that we had the cell phones then. Yeah, that would have been a great one. Did you see this grown man screaming the way he did? Is <laughs> is, is, is a great memory, great memory. Yeah. So talk about the full man, so people also know you had this bad boy on an independent circuit, and then recently you telling me it found home. Talk about that journey in the independent circuit before finding home. Yeah. So, um, you know, I finished the film in early or yeah, spring of 2020, got done and started submitting to the festivals. And it was a weird time for festivals because, um, you know, festivals were canceling or they were going virtual or they were going to be virtual, but they were going to program like half as many half as many films as they May normally May I ask did. you there, before you continue, though, how do you feel about, you know, a movie like this being on a virtual format? I mean, then, when, you know, when they were trying to do the, the festival that way, because for yeah. me, I was like, I had a lot of people telling me, now nah, this, this doesn't work. You need the audience. I mean, I feel both ways, right? Like, it, I think good storytelling and good filmmaking holds up whether you're watching it on a cell phone or whether you're seeing it on the big screen. That's the truth. Yeah. I really like the community aspect of cinema. It's, it's one of the things that I, I really love because you're coming together from all different walks of life. You know, you don't know the people like what they did earlier that day or what they're going to do, but you all have gathered to experience the story and a good story will move the audience all together. You know, you'll, yes. you'll laugh at the same times. You'll gasp at the same times. You'll cry at the same times. And there's really something, um, you know, special about that weird bond you spare, you, you share with these strangers, like in this, in this dark room where you're all going on this emotional journey, journey together. And I feel, and that's kind of, um, it's hard to replicate that sort of feeling on, uh, on a virtual festival. Now, that being said, I still think, um, I think some festivals like, GeekFest did the, you know, the podcast with you and we did some virtual Q and A's and some of the festivals did, uh, did more with having some interaction with the filmmakers and the audience where the audience could ask questions of the filmmakers and there could be a little bit of a back and forth. Like you might get after a screening at a festival, you know, one of the best things about the festivals is you know, you see a film you really like and the person who made it is there and you can go up to them and say, yes. Hey, I really liked your film. Uh, especially this one part, how'd you pull that off? Or what was your inspiration for this thing yeah. that you did? And, and you as the creator, you want to get into those conversations and yeah. dig into that creativity, and, you know, and, and just, you know, enjoy some banter with someone that loves something you made. 
Yeah. And often you find like, you know, you have other shared interests and you mm. like the same films growing up or you're excited about the same film coming out. And then, you know, now you made a new friend for life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a beautiful so, thing. I get you. That, that's yeah. what I kind of miss about the thing. But then I also started realizing that, you know, what? right now in this virtual world, there's a lot more connectivity though. It's funny. Yeah. You know, we're not able to touch one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, give that hug, that, that handshake. You know, or that pound, like, yo, you're killing it. But at least here we're still able to see one another, communicate. And I've seen a lot of people open up and those introverts, because a lot of you creators are introverts. Yeah. So, and, and I love that, you know, even though you're introverts, you understand the value of putting yourself out there on this. And, you know, being on a camera, you are an extrovert, whether you believe it or not. And yeah, I mean, no, that's doing a it. great point. It's a great point that it is... um you know, it allows for some growth. You know, right yeah, there. like the person, like you're not going to be afraid anymore. Yeah, and maybe that talk with with somebody, like having a conversation with the one person, is like, oh, this isn't so bad. So the next time mm-hmm. they're, you know, out somewhere, they can they can have that conversation again. And and it's great too because you know, a conversation like this, if we just had it together at a film festival. No one, it would just be yeah. for us, which is which is okay and good. But you know, being able to share that with more people and and you know kind of i don't know make the tent bigger i guess and yeah. more people can you know be involved in the world of, as creators you know i don't want to get preaching about the mental health thing but you know as you creators right now you are stuck you know past two years covid you know you guys can't let out you know you guys are letting out creativity but you also guys are locked up you know in your own homes prisoners you know, how do you deal with that mental aspect of it, you know, uh, and how do you deal with it as a creator? Because, you know, you're a filmmaker. I mean, you're a dude that needs to be outside, you yeah. know, making this stuff. Like, how, how have you handled that? Yeah, well, it's 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 definitely been tough. It's been a little easier because um, my wife and I, we moved to Idaho. Uh, Idaho, hey, man, potatoes, yeah. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Idaho potatoes. Um, my association always yeah uh, the southern half of idaho is very like flat and uh rural lots of farms and stuff and then once you start going north it's just like all mountains and forests pretty much really really beautiful state but um it's been pretty like life is pretty normal here um so i haven't really felt super cooped up uh i like i like working from home um I miss, you know, being able to go grab lunch with the director of, you know, what I'm editing and, and hang yeah. out with the people, but I don't miss, you know, 45 minute commute and traffic both how's ways. The, I hear you. But how's the creative community in that area? Uh, it's there. Definitely. I'm starting to, you know, I'm starting, there's some Facebook groups that are pretty active and I've started reaching out on them and met up with some people for coffee and, and chatted nice. and, there's definitely like people who are up here making stuff. It's, you know, it's different than Los Angeles. I mean, everywhere is going to be different than Los Angeles because so many people go there to pursue. Yeah. Uh, but they think that that should be the land, but you know, in today's day and age, any place is home for a flick, son. Yeah. The, Here's the, the beauty of America. Come yeah. On, no, yeah. totally. A hundred percent. Like there's, there's, we shot Sundown Trail in uh, my, my hometown in Bremerton, Washington. And, Ooh, I'm really, really beautiful, beautiful state, man. Based on um, my email showing me, that, it's like wow, man. Is that really that? Is that really that like that? That that woody? Yeah. Well, you know, depending on where you are, but Western Washington yeah. is super green, super lush. You know, you hear about oh, it's always so rainy in Seattle. 
which is true, but then that's what you get. You get these forests that are just, you know, ferns Gorgeous. taller than taller than uh, your head. Is that where Bigfoot lives? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't see him on this. We didn't see him on this shoot. We we saw an owl and we saw some uh, deer skeletons, but uh, deer skeletons because because the, the the Bigfoot ate them. So there we go. I think Lucci yeah. is going to discover Sasquatch <laughs> in Washington. Yeah. Let's do it, bro. I so, would be thrilled. Let's talk about it, man. Your amazing, your amazing movie. I got this little PowerPoint with the pictures. You know what I mean, and look, and look at that. People are into, like, what the hell is this? Is this about drugs? You know, it's not about you. You'll find out, folks. Homie's gonna yeah. tell you. So, introduce, man. Who's these awesome cast members? These these people you got here. Talk about the film, and then we're gonna get into how you landed from indie to where you're at now. Yeah. So uh, the image we got up right now is Mason McNulty. He plays. Thomas is the lead character. He's an 11-year-old boy who's out harvesting these toxic mushrooms called sundowns. And sundowns, the spores, if you inhale them, you'll die in two hours. They, like, stop your yeah. your nervous system. Your lungs stop. You basically, like... Is that a real thing? No, no, no. It's something I made up for the... Oh, thank um, God. Because yeah. Shit, yeah. I've seen mushrooms across the street. Don't scare me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I researched... Um, I researched mushrooms and toxins and saw like the ways that you could die and then kind of base this, this sort of this new um, genetically modified so, mushroom. So just, just, just real talk for, for our listeners. You can't just pick up any mushroom and eat it, right? Yeah. Well, th- I, there's a funny <laughs> saying, there's a funny saying that I, um, when I was doing the research on uh, the mushrooms, there's a check saying, and it was something like every mushroom is edible once. So <laughs> <laughs> once, yeah, yeah, which is true because you're either gonna die, you're gonna, or you're not gonna like. And let me tell you, I've tried, you know, those those psychotropic mushrooms. Yeah, and those are the worst tasting things in the world, first of all. <laughs> and I probably did too much because I saw Matrix on the wall. I saw fans waving at me. I mean, I saw precious moment dolls, literally, like you know, prancing in my face. Never again, my friend. Never again. Psilocybin is a is a powerful drug, <laughs> that's for sure. Bro, so folks, please don't do mushrooms. I highly suggest you don't because you know whew, it's horrible for me. At least it was for me. Anyway. Yeah, so uh the the actor on the left, that's uh Josh Lauren, Joshua Lauren, and he plays the father, Ethan. So he's taking his son out. They're looking for these mushrooms because they need the spores in order to make the antidote. So if you get accidentally exposed to the mushrooms, you have to take an antidote. And if you take the antidote, you're good. But the antidotes spoil, so you got to keep going out into the woods and finding mushrooms, getting the spores, taking them back. And this is scary how you kind of have these people wearing masks. They're just walking about, you know, coinciding with today. I mean, and you did this even prior to that, right? Yeah, yeah, it was super weird. One of the first lines in the film is, I hate wearing these stupid masks. The, oh, shit. The, boy, <laughs> yeah, the boy is complaining about it and man that seemed like it took on a whole mm. new life after you know we're, we're midway through post and you know when you make a post-apocalyptic film you don't really think part of it's going to come true when yeah. you're doing the sound mix and the score of the movie so it was it was super bizarre to to have that happen and and i wonder you know sometimes i went back and forth like well is it going to hurt the film because it's going to seem like too on the nose for what people yeah. are experiencing, or is it going to help the film? Cause people are going to be like, Oh wow, I really relate. It's like a more extreme yeah. version of what we're dealing with now. 
Um, and I don't know. I don't know what it did. It, it's, you know, obviously not in my control one way or another how people interpret the film, but it is one of those just weird things where, you know, <laughs> yeah, you make something art, art, you know, you make a, you make a piece of art, a painting, a comic, a yes. story or whatever, a novel and, and the world changes around it. And that's going to affect how people view. It, it feels like, Oh shit, this is mimicking what we're, we're, we're experiencing. You yeah. Know? I mean, even looking at this, I mean, what is this? Is this like an injection? Is this, is this, is this the, uh, the, the antivirus right here with pop? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This is one of the vials of antidote. Okay, check that out, bro. Again, again, an injection so you can get cured. I mean, yeah, yeah, bro. Luke, Luke, you were too, yo, Luke Stradamus, folks. Yeah, Stradamus. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I hope the you know the stuff I've written about you know zombie apocalypses doesn't come true next. That would be. Oh God, you know what? You know, I'm ready. I got, I got three swords. You know, I don't need a gun. I won't be chopping people like Michion. Hey, you know, a sword doesn't run out of ammo, right? Mm Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just make sure you got a good sharpener, folks, consistently. You gotta keep it sharp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is um this this actor is Philip Wheeler. He played the big bad. Yeah, the, the scumbag of the, yeah, yeah, what a scumbag he is. Let me tell you, you picked the right person that could be such a douche. Great yeah. actor. <laughs> no insult to you as a person, but I'm saying your acting skills, you did a great job as like a douche. Yeah, no, Philip Philip was great. Um Totally nailed it in his audition and, you know, brought that energy to set. And yeah. it, was, it was awesome. You know, he had a, um, you know, he had a good physical persona. Like there's this way that he just kind of exudes like douche. toughness and cruelty. Yeah. And cruelty, du- yeah, doucheness is a really yeah. <laughs> Totally. He totally, he totally has that. And I mean, uh, look at this, yo. How could you point guns at a dad and his son like that, yo? I mean, you guys are such, you know, punks. Yeah. The bandits, man, they're out there. They're out there robbing, you know, good, hardworking folk. Yeah. And, uh, you they know, think we, they're the baddest men, but they're not. Yeah. That's real talk. Go ahead. I'll give you Luke's address if you have any issues with my <laughs> comment. No, <it's> not. <laughs> yeah, well, is this really where you're at? This is Washington? Like, how far is this from you? What, where, where is this location? It's beautiful. Yeah, so this is a place called Yulin Tree Farm. So it's a private, it's a private tree farm. So they actually grow timber there to cut oh, down the boards wow. and stuff. Yeah, so it's west of Seattle. It's in Kitsap County, which is where I grew up. And uh, several years ago, they opened up Yulin so you could go hiking and bird watching and berry picking and stuff in there. Um, and I would go back there and we'd go hiking and bird watching, my family and I. And I was just struck by the, it was just so beautiful. It was this, you know, otherworldly place, pretty wild, like not super touched. You know, there's sections where they log, but there's other sections like the image we're seeing right now that have, you know, these, these really nice trees in them. And yeah. the bonus is because they do the logging in there, they have these really good, good dirt roads that go all throughout the area. So you oh, can actually oh. get to these locations really, you can get a van back there. You can get a truck back there. Nice. Uh, easy know, to set up get it, and get it done. Yeah. So we were able, so as I, as we're just walking around, I was like, man, this would, this would really work for a film location because, you know, one of the problems with shooting at places that look wild and look, you know, more natural is getting the access. Yeah. Getting the access, getting the crew back there, getting the food back there, getting the, uh, the gear back there. And so this was just kind of had the perfect, the perfect mix of it. 
and they were, they were really nice and let us shoot there. And well, shout and, out to them, man, for allowing yeah. you to create this beautiful film that you've created. I mean, look, this scene is powerful too. Cause I mean, you know, just look at the scene. This is powerful. You have a kid holding, you know, a weapon and like, you know, what do you do? You're, you're a kid, you know, how do you yeah. handle the situation? I mean, do you want, you want to put the stress on the kid? This, you know, this movie's deep in that way. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, you put in this kid, you know, now he got to be an adult somehow, you know, and deal with, you know, adult decisions as a child. So was that purposeful intent in, in the direction of this film when you were doing it? Like, you know, this dude got to grow up like now. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. You know, I wanted to do uh, I wanted to do something that was kind of like a Western and kind of a coming of age story. And so I wanted to take this kid who was a little timid and a little scared and I wanted to just put him in just hard situation after hard situation and just like, just punish that character, you know, just, yeah. just really, you know, throw him in the fire and they got to you know, go through he, it. Yeah. They got to get through it. They got to get through, they got it through to the other side. And I think that's one of the, you know, the, the powers of storytelling is you're able to take these, you know, situations that, you know, thankfully most of us don't have to experience in our real life. And you're able to see someone, see a character go through that. And you're able to see somebody triumph. You're able to see someone triumph over impossible odds. And, and, you know, hopefully, you know, you see that as an inspiration for all of our own lives. And we're like, well, you know, that character got through this, you know, I can get through the, the struggles I'm going through. And, Absolutely. you know, that character did it with grace and compassion and, you know, reached a hand out to somebody who, who, you know, wronged them before and made a new bond like maybe i can do that in my life too and I, and i think storytelling is a really it's powerful and you can really you know get those messages out there and you know hopefully i mean hopefully make the world a bigger a better place i know it's, oh, yeah. i know it's loft like that's a like a lofty statement you know for a short film but, but i really yeah. believe in the power of storytelling so yeah, again, because, you know, you're a man with a vision. So talk about landing on this platform as an independent creator. You had it on the indie circuit. Talk about what's home now. And folks, yeah. you know, that, that that's home. You know, Omlero, uh, is that how you pronounce it? I I think so. I don't, I don't, I don't actually know. I've only corresponded with him on email, so okay. I'm not sure. But yeah, Omlero, I'm guessing, I, I'm guessing, maybe it's pronounced a different way. Um, yeah, but, it looks but, like but, omelet but, to me. Uh, it, it does omelet, omelet. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you know what? I like, like omelet, especially uh, American cheese ones. You know, a little bit of ketchup, a Puerto Rican. Uh, yeah. Don't bother <laughs> me. Don't criticize me. <laughs> I love I love eggs in every variety. I'm a big yeah, but I like a little bit of ketchup though, because sometimes when it's not like the right salted enough, but I don't want to throw extra salt. You know, I just yeah. throw a little ketchup on it, and it actually adds the extra salt on it. it was, I do. I like doing like a little mix of ketchup and tapatio, so I get like a little oh, bit, oh. a little bit of heat in there. Oh no, bad, yo, no, 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 bro! I did that when I lived in Mass, bro. I gave me a nice American cheese omelet and get some pico de gallo along with it. Yeah. Ooh, that was wonderful. <laughs> what a good breakfast, man. Now you got me hungry. I feel like yeah, eating that now. <laughs> you know, I think after this, I see some eggs, bro. <laughs> You're killing me. Scramble but talk about this, this omelet, I mean, omelette website, bro, because, you, you know, you got your film on this bad boy. And somebody, you know, I have a filmmaker on my team, right? Mm-hmm. But I told him, like, yo, I got this amazing creator. You know, he's mm-hmm. landed a platform with that's sharing his film. So he's like, yo, how, how does this channel promote? The movies, and this is my man, Lance Lucero, Cinema Crusaders, Warehouse Nine, you know, world winning independent film creator. He's like, he's curious himself. 
Yeah. So um, I was at Shriekfest in Los Angeles. I know they do a Shriekfest Orlando, too. I haven't been to that one yet. But, well, you um, better come down, but then I'll share yeah. a beer with you if you drink. Oh, that would be awesome. If not, if not we share an omelet. <laughs> I, I'd love to share a beer with you. Um, or maybe each have our own beers at the same time. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> well, that's also I'm going to fool you. He's my OE, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, so I was at Shriekfest and there was this film I, I really dug called Seek. It's this awesome horror short film. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll email you a, a link to it later. Please. Um, and I, I went up to the filmmaker afterwards, this guy named Aaron Morgan. And, and I was like, dude, I love your film. Like it was great. And we just got to chatting and, you know, he enjoyed my film as well. And we talked about, you know, the process of making them and then just what we were working on next and stuff. And, kept in touch with him and I was getting ready. I was kind of the festival circuit was kind of winding down for me. I was looking at the calendar of what festivals were coming up and, you know, most of the festivals coming up, I'd either already screened in or they I'd submitted and they'd said no about so the, the pool was running dry at this. Yeah. Point. And so I was like, all right, I need to find a poem for it online. I need to figure out a good place to, to so release no, it no more touring. Have yeah. A home. No, yeah. No more. I want like, Festivals are great. I enjoy them, but it's time to like just get the film out to a broader audience and then like move on to, to whatever I'm going to do next. Yeah. Um, and so I, I noticed that his film was hosted on the site Omleto. And so I shot him a message and I was like, Hey, what's it like? Like, has it been a good experience? Are they supportive? Do you think maybe my film would be a good fit for them? Um, Cause they seem to have a lot of uh, like, it's not a, it's not a genre channel. They do a lot of stuff. They do yeah. horror, sci-fi comedy. They do. Genre and they're supporting everything film. Yeah. Yeah. They just want like, they just want high quality, high quality shorts. Well, and so that's yours. Very good. Yeah, they knew where to go. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I submitted to them and the, they reached out and they were like, Hey, we watched, hell yes. <laughs> yeah, we like, watched the film. Um, really like it. You know, it's a good fit for what we try to do with the channel here. Uh, would you like to screen it? Uh, you know, host it with us. And I said, yeah, cause it, you know, I, I looked at their page and they had, you know, really great high quality work there. Yeah. Seemed like their film. Work, good numbers, good traffic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like all all those things you want, and they, they hit all the check marks, man, for real. Yeah, and then I, my I check it myself for you because when <laughs> you send me this, I was like, all right, let me check them out via my stuff. And I did a little bit of homework. I'm like, damn, all right, bro, there's something here about this channel, you know? Yeah, who's behind it? Who did you talk to? I mean, what's going on? And uh, Aaron had nothing but great things to say about them and his whole experience being on on the platform. So I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Like, let's figure out a, a good date. And so, you know, we just, you know, they had some stuff on their calendar and eventually we came up with a, a good date that worked for us both. And then we released and it's been out now. This is the um, second day it's been out and it seems oh, like, nice. yeah, it seems like, people like yeah. thank you. So talk about that though. Do they help in any promotion, marketing of the campaign? I mean, you know, what's the experience like? Because, and one of the other questions that Lance had is like, you know, how does a movie maker prevent, you know, from being, you know, how does this prevent the film being lost in a catalog mm. at the end of the day? You know, are they helping you? Are they, are they promoting? You know, are they reaching out to platform to say, Hey, you know, we got Luke Cheese movie. Check it out. 
Yeah. Um, they definitely do. They definitely do promotion. They test, um, they test out different log lines and different thumbnails for the image just to see like what's gonna, you know, what people are going to be clicking on more. They'll, you know, they'll tweak the log lines and the titles of stuff to try okay. to, um, get more traffic there. Yeah, they do, the YouTube is serious at over 3 million subscribers. Yeah. The serious channel. Yeah. And they do, um, they, you know, they do some promotion on their social media. I'm not sure like how, how deep that promotion goes. Um, I know they release a lot of films too. They, you know, they release, um, well, I'm little, uh, comic crusaders could be your home, you know, <laughs> testify because, you know, I, we know, I, we, we, we got you, man. When you're indie and doing things on the quality that Luke Chi does, shit, this is your home. You crazy? Yeah. So it's a good, uh, it seems like a really good, um, you know, a really good platform. And again, we're just like right at the start of the release. So I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, well, people need to enjoy this, you know, beautiful movie, man. You, know, you got to check out the website where you can find the movie. You know what I mean? And talk about this as the creator. I mean, how does it work out? Can you, can you give me any type of details of, like, how it works out for you put to, for you to put the movie on the platform? You know, are you yeah. going to make any bank on it? I mean, you know, is, is it a fair share type of thing or what, what what's going on here? So it's a, it's a, um, it's a non-exclusive. Please don't tell me I'll call me because again, this would be horrible right now. <laughs> I guess the question about money is like, here we go. Illuminati said, no, you're not going to ask about these questions now. All right, there we go. Oh, sorry, I'm back. Uh, no, yeah, I was about to say it was the Illuminati blocking us because I yeah. asked you about the money part of it. He's like, oh my God, let me block you. <laughs> uh, what, did, what did I say before I got cut off? Yeah, I heard nothing other than my question. Okay, great. <laughs> um, it's not exclusive. It's a non-exclusive license, so I would be able to sell it to VOD. I oh, word! You know, do a cable deal, like whatever I want. They don't own the film. They don't have any rights to the film other than that they can host it on their channel. Um, and, so it's a great. Is it protected from any type of downloads or anything? I mean, as much as any other YouTube uh, okay. video is, you know, I mean, I'm sure most people can figure out how to download a YouTube video um, yeah. if they really want it. But, you know, with with a short film, I really look at it as this is a promotional tool for me as a filmmaker. Um, I if I can, you know, if down the if road. If they download it, thanks for downloading my commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless they, like, cut my name off and put their own name on, it's still, mm. still doing something for me. So, you know, down the road, if... Is that an NFT? Yeah, exactly. They know, especially through us, they better know shit. I, I, I'll beat their ass personally for you. <laughs> they steal your movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so, like, down the road, if it, if it does well enough, I think there's some opportunities for some ad revenue sharing. I don't know what the bar is on that. I don't know yeah. how many films, like, get to that level as far as views to, to get that. Really, I'm like, uh, my goal is just to get his front in front of as many eyes as possible. And they're like, Hey, this is the sort of story I can tell. Uh, you know, I've got the filmmaking chops, like got a point of view. If you want more stories like this, or you've got a story that you're developing that you think I would be a good fit for, like I'm available. I can do well, it. My brother, I think you should check out platform like a hero ledger. And I also see a lot of people on, uh, 
on social media, like asking, like, yo, I have an idea. I just don't have these type of skills. And people are looking. Yeah. You know, right now, you know, we're, we're in this crazy state because of COVID where everybody is turning into an entrepreneur, trying to create the next best thing. And it also shows that money's flowing. So <laughs> yeah. you need to get paid, brother. You know, I think, you know, with this one movie that you have here right now, I mean, people are going to love it. And you spoke upon your resume. I mean, who's not, who's not going to want to work with Lucci? <laughs> are you crazy? I mean, bro, if I had the money, I'd hire you to give me a 15-minute show from, with my Comic Crusaders mascots. Like, give me, or not even, a five-minute, like, Looney Tunes-style short with my stupid little Comic Crusaders, you know, mascots, all of them, and it'll be fun. You know, if I could figure that out, like, the type of story I want, I would hire someone. Like, I want to do a five-minute Looney Tunes-style cartoon with yeah. my mascots, but related I, to comics. Yeah, that would, that would be awesome. I love, I mean, I love the Looney Tunes animation, and, you know, there's yeah. such a... I wanted to draw them in that style, too, yeah. you know, as well, because that's the whole point. Like, I, I want it to be fun, you know, you know, that three-and-a-half-minute short, you know, and I have my my do it. I, I, do I need a stutter on the team? Maybe I may make a stutter on the team. Why not? It's all right. You know what I mean? Because people, yeah. like, my uncle was a stutterer. I understood him, even though I was an asshole as a kid and made fun of him. But after the fact that I appreciated the hell out of him, you know. And yeah. he, you know, again, even when I made fun of him, he gave me what was called a cocotazo. You know what a cocotazo is? I don't know. So it's a Latino term for a head noogie. So you know, he would pull oh, out his okay. knuckle. He's like, "Wait, you making fun of me?" And oos. <laughs> right on the top of your head. It would sound like a coconut, bro. Ah. You feel me? You're like, yeah, oh, so. my God. Did you just hit me? Mommy. And, but <laughs> mommy would say, what did you do? She wouldn't say, how dare you to, the, to, 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 to him. It's like, Alex, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. Damn it. Right. <laughs> what if he's just abusive? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like you were making fun of him. So you know. Yeah, I was a dick, I know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but... I love having you on, bro. I'm so happy you got your film on this platform. Um, you know, hopefully you're making some revenue off of it right now. We know what's coming else for you, bro. Are you working on the next project? Are we getting more of this? Are we getting something else? Are you gonna create the next slasher in those woods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um I have a I have a feature version of Sundown Trail. So I wrote a feature length script of it. And hey. it, it follows kind of the same, it follows kind of the same story about the, the boy going out and being timid and eventually like rising up to the challenge. But I really got to flesh out the world. So you see a lot more of the bandits, like the three bandits. You see their morning, you see how their day started Ooh. and you see where Ethan and Thomas live and the kind of community that they have and their friends and um, the other people that live there with them. And you're introduced to some new groups. So there's a, an even badder group of bandits. It's like the real big bad gang called the dead men. That's their, like their gang name. And then there's a group of uh, former cops and soldiers and government people who are called the remnants. And they're like the last little bit of government that still exists in this world. Oh. And well, who needs government? <laughs> <laughs> so you see all of them, you see all of them interacting and kind of, you know, clashing up against each other and kind of how that all, that all plays out. So it was a lot of fun to really open up the world and, you know, stay true to the, the themes and the, the character growth that we see in the short, but really see a lot more of the world and understand kind of the greater context, which you just can't get, to, get into in a short because it's, 
that's not what the medium is. Yeah, and, and that is called a short, which is just yeah. a tease of an overall story. And if you love it, then you have to vote for it or support it so we could get the full story. So, you know, thank you for having that script ready, man. I can't wait yeah, to see the full man. thing, bro. I mean, you know, what do you expect here, man? When can we see this today? Complete bad boy one day. Oh, What's man. You, you know, it's <laughs> filmmaking is such a weird thing. Um, I, I can't imagine it happening any quicker than a couple of years. Just, just the time that, you know, if somebody gave me a pile of money, you know, tomorrow would still take probably a couple people. Years. You heard he needs well, positive money. He's spoken yeah. on to the world. So direct you, you producers out there that want to invest in a hit film and make some bank. Hit Luke up, Luke G up right there. His website yeah, right here. <laughs> right there, yo. Look at that. Look at that. LukeASA.com. Yo, for real. You're going you're gonna to dig what he does. You guys are going to make some bank, too, because, you know, my man really knows how to make a film. I mean, are you, are you using film film, or are you doing the digital spectrum? You know, just to elaborate on that. This is all. This was shot on digital. Um, okay. All of all of the films I've shot recently are are on digital. I love film. I shoot um, thirty five millimeter stills, just as just as a hobby. So um, you've done, you've used actual film and enjoy it. Yeah, and I've shot sixteen millimeter stuff, like in college, sixteen millimeter so, motion so picture film. It's just expensive. It just costs a lot of money. Okay, so that's the challenge. It's the yeah. price point of it. You know, is it any different in the editing standpoint? Um, well, after you would shoot the film, then you would transfer it over to a digital file. So your 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 post process after shooting would be pretty similar. Um, okay. The digital so camera, still, the post process is still on the on a digital basis. So regardless yeah, I mean, of your own film, you're still kind of transforming it. And manipulating it on a digital basis. Yeah, I mean, you could do it on a, a what they're called flatbed editing systems, and they look kind of like a bunch of turntables on a on a table. Like, <laughs> oh, DJ Red Alert, man! There you go, DJ Luke G. You know, yeah. cutting up this film. You could do that, but it'd be it's crazy. There's not a lot of those systems, and you're just adding. I think Tarantino did that on some of his films. You're adding a lot of expense. And yeah, there's something different time. about the tactile, yeah, time and expense. And there's something different about the tactile feeling of like, like a shot is actually, you know, if you want a shot, you pick it out of a trim bin and yeah. it's something you can hold up. Like it's an actual physical thing. You're like this, you know, old school, like, oh, let me see this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there's that, that, that's an actual thing. And, and there's a different feel and it's makes it more tactile unless just like you're playing on a computer keyboard. Uh, but for me, that, it's just an it just is an added expense that I don't have the luxury of. Um, so, but if you if, if you could, and if and if it wasn't expensive, would you prefer to do it on actual film as opposed to digital? It would it would depend on the project because honestly, okay. the the um the digital cameras now are so good that you're really able to um, adjust how the light comes into them and how you can adjust the ISO on it, which is how sensitive it is. So you to could light. duplicate. Uh, 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 imagery as of film. Yeah, you can get you can get pretty close, but also the digital cameras are a lot more flexible. So, okay. say you were shooting somewhere with a really low amount of light, you would be able to change the setting in the um, in the camera such that there was extra light available. Got Whereas, within the system itself, yeah, to give you that extra oomph. Yeah, but if you were shooting on film and there wasn't enough light, yeah, you're you'd, to either, nature. <laughs> yeah, you'd either have to add light 
or you would have to change the stock of the film that you were shooting, okay. or you would have to uh, open Wait, up. When you say change the stock of film, you know, is that really you know that different? Um, it's different in the sense that uh, just time wise. Uh, stocks of film that are more sensitive to light, so you can shoot in the lower light, are often okay. grainier. So they'll have a different like visual characteristic to something that you would shoot in bright daylight. And the I digital cameras now, same thing happens if you if you try to shoot in such a dark environment, you're going to make your film really grainy. But they have more latitude, so they're able to accommodate a wider range of like darkness to brightness. Um, you're able to adjust it more than you would be able to with, yeah. with film. So if you were on the right project and you knew the locations and you knew like the sort of light you were going to get and the look you wanted, film could be an amazing, amazing answer to that. But it really depends on the project because it is, it is a, it's not, it's not only an aesthetic choice. It's also like something you have to consider from a production aspect. So I love the way it looks. It would be awesome to find the right project that I could shoot on film because there is something really special and magical about the way that film, like actual physical film works. I got it, man. Love it. Love it. Look, you hear this? This is a man that's passionate. He got into that. And, you know, like, yo, he got, into it. hold on, let me screw you out. <laughs> I love it. You know, this is why I love having you on as a guest. I'm happy you found a home. Happy to have you, you know, return to talk about, you know, this amazing progress. I can't wait to see the feature. You know, when it comes about. Um, and folks, again, you hear this? So let's make it happen. Get that support investors. Right now, there's the word Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, someone. Listen, I mean, if you had a choice, would you like to put it on those platforms? Or do you want it to go to the theater? Oh, man. Well, I mean, every filmmaker's dream is to have a theatrical release, right? Um, so that would be, that would be amazing to, you know, just to, be able to walk down the street and see the on the marquee, you know, Sunday. Well, you know, you could rent a theater and do your own theatrical release and write yeah. people and make it a party and do some give. I mean, I wish you lived in Florida. Let's let's rent the theater. Let's have some fun. <laughs> so this this baby off, kiddo. Yeah, I'd be down with you. Then I'd be giving away comics and everything for everybody that brought. That's why I love talking to people like you. Hopefully, we have this opportunity one day where we could hook up, you know, somewhere in this country. And we could do like a display of this film. Here we can ask giveaways and come over, man. Lucci got the craziest movie ever going to see. You got to start the Comic Crusaders uh, Festival in Orlando. and Yeah, and they... you know, I, I've been told this. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the first one. I'm, I'm uh, sure you got all to make us navigate, you know, yeah. to different things because we celebrate all things indie. Even though we call Comic Crusaders, that, that, that's unimportant. Forget about the comic. It's just... You know, we're crusaders for all things independent and and supporting people like yourself that just bring in some fun, some, you know, out of the narrative stories. Thank you. <laughs> Even though, you know, you see the mask and you think like, shit, we're wearing masks now, but he didn't do that on purpose yeah. all before that shit. You know what I mean? He was trying to bring us some fun. You know, it was just a coincidence how this happens to kind of match our life now. Well, what weird, but Luke, bro, as always, you're an amazing guest, folks. I've been showing this off all day, but you gotta go to lukeasa.com. Keep up to date. You gotta follow him on social, the Instagram at Luke G U I D I C I. 
both on Instagram and Twitter. He locked down his name. That is Udici. I hope I got it right this time. <laughs> and then um, please check out him his movie on Omleto, O-M-E-L-E-T-O, the website, O-M-E-L-A-T-O.com. You could get the movie right there. You could see even an awesome write-up from people from there that are just appreciating the crap of this amazing movie because Luke is a boss. He's well, a boss. No, 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 brother, just giving you your flowers. Just thank you, you know, for being brave. You know, here you are working for others, but you're like, I'm not going to give up on my vision. So you are an inspiration. You are a motivation. You know, thank you for being brave and bold and sharing your vision, not giving an F. Like, I'm going to put out my what I want out there in the world and, you know, appreciate what I got. And you've done a beautiful story here that, I again, I can't reiterate this enough that I really want to see this as the full length feature film so I can show wifey yeah yo I interviewed this guy twice look <laughs> you know what I mean look at this movie you know what I mean yeah so I'm proud of you I, I, I see the progress since our interview ten months ago which I shared a link check it out then it was an over geek festival festival book shout out to below that 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 helps you know independent creators like Luke you know travel the country showing off the movie at comic conventions so Below real geek fest is something very different and special, you know. So, and thank you for even submitting to that platform because I know, you know, once Below put me on, this became one of my favorite movies on the platform. So, thank you. you know, thank I'm you a sicko, man. I, 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 I see your sickness, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We're brothers of a like mind, bro. Yep. For real. So, with that, any any advice before we go that you want to give to any up and coming creators, especially on your journey? Because here you go, you went from independent film fest, you find a home. Now, let's work on the next one. What you got to say to people? Oh man, uh, you know, there's one of my one of my best uh, pieces of advice I've ever heard is, you know, just keep keep writing. I know that sounds super basic, but just keep writing because. Your first stuff might not be very good. You might not find your voice right away, but if you just keep going, you know, just keep putting out new stuff, it, it'll, you'll get there. You'll, you'll improve and complete things. It's really important to complete things because you learn something in that, in that last little bit of finishing. Sometimes that last 10% can take you half the time because you're really tweaking it and you get an extra understanding of the process and the craft by taking something to completion. So I know it can be easy to get discouraged or to lose interest in something part way, but I would, I would encourage people to take that project, take it all the way to completion and then move on to the next one. And it's okay to start something else in between, but you got to finish stuff because you'll learn so much by taking something across the finish line. I highly recommend it. There you go, folks. Just finish it. Do it. Finish it. Go for it. Don't be afraid. You got it. Luke Chi has been doing it and look at him. From indie to landing a home, and now like I'm on the next one now, kiddo. Let's get her done. So again, if you need if you need any uh, actors from Florida, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, bro, Luke, yo, thank you again for coming on. You know, and now to the Comic Crusaders podcast after our awesome special on the Comic Crusaders Geek Fest special. Appreciate it. Shout out again to Below to the family. Shout out to Lance for the questions. Because again, he's he, he's a creator. So again, so do you think 
that the uh, the Amleto platform is a good place for creators to put their their their, their goodies on and hopefully be able to monetize what they got thus far. Yeah, definitely. I would encourage people to check out a lot of different channels and watch the stuff on there. See if it's a good fit for your vibe because you know not every channel is going to be the right fit for the project, and that's not a that's not necessarily a statement on the quality of the project. It might just be that the channel has a really specific vibe. Like yeah. something that Alter's going to play is not what Dust is going to play. And something that's Short of the Week true. is going to play might not be what Omleto would play. So, so you know, don't get discouraged if, uh, if a particular channel says no, because it's not necessarily a, a statement on the quality of your project. It might just be not be a good fit for them. So yeah, it's not know. about you, man. You know, they want yeah. to sell a narrative and, you know, they want to continue on a narrative. Again, if, you, if it doesn't fit the narrative, it's okay. You know, find the platform that is right for you. You're so right, Luke, bro. Yeah. I mean, don't hate on nobody. Show them the love. Say thank you anyway and just move on. Yep. There we go. But folks, you know how it is. If you like the content, you can follow me, you know, anywhere on social at the Real Omega. Please follow my extended podcast family. I love these people. They got, you know, No Price Podcast, The Fin of Crusade, Flipside Focused, Old Timers Show, and many more. Sloppy spoilers. I mean, they're killing it, you know, on the podcast. So check them out with Undercover Capes on your favorite podcast platform. So, and if you're enjoying the content, please like, subscribe, turn on notifications because we're talking to music creators like Luke all the time. So, you know, you want to get inspired, you want to get motivated, you want to get fired up. You know, with people that are just doing their thing like Luke, you know, just turn turn it on, folks, for real. And, again, if you want to know what Luke's doing next, check it out, LukeASA.com. Please visit him there. Follow him on social, Luke, G-U-I-D-I-C-I, folks, all right, on both Instagram and Twitter. And, and if you're interested in the platform, there's Omleto. Let me spell that out for you. It is O-M-E-L-E. ETO.com. They not only host the amazing film that um, the big homie Luke has created here, but you could find a whole bunch of uh, films for other independent creators that I think you would love. You can check them out on YouTube, check them out on the website. It's the real deal. Luke, thank you again, bro. You rock. I appreciate yeah. you coming back on. People, thank you for listening. I'll tell you what to do. Hasta la próxima. Later, familia. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 